The Time Traveler's Guide to Not Getting Caught. Chapter 3. When was I? My first thought was, the Russians have hacked my phone. My second thought was, or was it the Chinese? But then I quickly rolled both of those out because my text message was neither in Russian nor in Chinese. But what was happening? I stared at the text box for a while, waiting for it to respond. So I took a deep breath and I ate my last taquito. And then I turned iCarly off because it was one of those episodes in the last season when the show started to go downhill. And instead I went on Facebook where I saw on someone's page I once met at some random thing several years ago, but for some reason we were still Facebook friends, that she just spotted Taylor Swift at a restaurant in New York. Now you might not know this about me, but I like Taylor Swift. So I thought, hey, I've got this device that can get me across the country. Why don't I just teleport to New York and go say hi? So I enter the time and date into the watch and I find out the restaurant's tudes. That's what I'm going to call the longitude and latitude because who wants me to keep saying latitude and longitude? And I confirm and suddenly I find myself in Manhattan outside of the restaurant. So I head inside the establishment and the hostess asks me if I have a reservation. And I say I'm meeting someone here and that she already has a table. And so I head through the restaurant searching for Taylor Swift, but she's nowhere to be found. So now I'm thinking that girl on Facebook is such a liar and the world needs to know. So I go to her Facebook and I go to the status, but it was gone. I figured she must have deleted it because people were calling her out. I mean, at the time, I had no idea what the actual truth was, you know? So there I am in New York thinking, well, okay, I traveled all the way here, so I might as well make the best of it. So I go to a local pizza place and I get some authentic New York style pizza. And that's when I realized that I don't really care that much for authentic New York pizza. But then I thought, well, maybe I do actually like New York pizza, but I just went to a place that wasn't any good. Like, who am I to judge an entire type of food based on one experience? But then I thought about it again and decided I didn't really like it that much. So I left the pizza place and I walked through Manhattan, just kind of admiring the city, you know? But then I see a cute girl in Central Park and I thought, okay, it's time to finally end this drought. She was sitting on a park bench, drinking a cup of coffee, reading from what I thought was a Kindle, but later turned out to be a Nook. I mean, if you're going to get an e-reader, I don't know why you'd get a Nook instead of a Kindle. So I sit down next to her and we get to talking and I find out she's a grad student at NYU and the flirting is going really well. But then in the corner of my mind, I'm thinking, God, I've been in a drought for over three years now. She can probably just tell. So just play it cool. So I play it cool. I mean, if you were there, you think, man, this guy is so cool and certainly hasn't had a sex drought for more than 48 months. So we talk for a while, and of course, I want to impress her. So I tell her about my teleportation device. But I don't show her it or anything. I just tell her I was working on a prototype, and she seemed super impressed. So we talk for a bit longer, and then she says she has to leave, and I'm about to ask for her number. When before I even ask, she asks for mine. So I give her my number, and she says, Cool, maybe we can meet up again later, since you're in New York for your business deal for the night. And I say, Cool, just text me. And she says, Cool. And she leaves. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. I mean, not only did I have this totally cool teleporting device, but I also had a tentative date with a cute grad student. And that's when things got weird. The girl texts me, but because I didn't have her number in my phone, it just comes up as some stranger. And the text says, it was great meeting you. I'll be at the Fallows tonight. Hope to see you there, smiley face. Now at this point of time, 
I have to be honest that I wasn't thinking clearly because I was just so excited this girl actually texted me, so I didn't put two and two together yet. So I play it cool and I reply with a good old, totally there. And then it dawns on me. She might go around blabbing to people about my teleportation device, so I add another text. P.S. Don't tell anyone about my teleportation device. Winky face. And then it actually dawns on me, like actually dawns on me, that this was the exact text conversation I had seen earlier on my phone. It was all very confusing. How was I texting her the exact same conversation I had seen magically appear on my phone exactly three hours earlier? I didn't completely understand what was going on, but I knew that with this phone in my hand right now, I could somehow communicate back with myself from three hours ago. So I considered texting myself, hey, it's you in the future, how's it going? But then I realized that if I did send it, this girl would see the text and then she would cancel our date and so I couldn't, I couldn't send it. I was in some sort of time warp, but how? How? Something strange was going on and I had to get to the bottom of it. Now, at the time, I didn't know much about time travel, but I had seen a lot of movies about the subject. I mean, for starters, I don't want to brag or anything, but I have seen the Back to the Future trilogy. And I've also seen it with that pop-up video trivia. You know that thing where little bubbles come up during the viewing and give you little details that you can then brag to your friends about knowing so that you can prove you like a movie better than them because you know all the little details about it and they don't? Yeah, I've seen those. But I'd also seen other time-traveling movies as well. Like The Time Traveler's Wife and Men in Black 3. Also Hot Tub Time Machine and Hot Tub Time Machine 2 as well as Donnie Darko and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is a good thing. You'll see why. So based on my having seen all of those movies, I gathered that my watch not only teleported me to New York, but also somehow allowed me to travel back in time a few hours. The question that remained was, but how? I pondered the question for a few minutes, but then I got bored, so I went on Instagram and I watched a few cat reels. And then I went on Facebook where suddenly the random girl's status about Taylor Swift popped up again, but it wasn't a repost, it was the actual post she had made the first time around. I had already witnessed this happen back in my guest house, and then it hit me. It was kind of like that moment in Jaws where the camera pushes in while it zooms out and it looks like the character's having a giant epiphany except this time I was Roy Schneider and there wasn't any camera. It just so happens that the watch I had found behind the dumpster wasn't a teleportation device, it was a time machine. Well, technically, it's both a time machine and a teleportation device because it can relocate me anytime, anywhere. And then the reason I was reliving the last three hours is because when I set the time for my New York travel, I set the time using Pacific Standard Time since I live on the West Coast, which was 6 p.m. But when it brought me to New York, it brought me to 6 p.m. New York time, which was really 3 p.m. my time. If I had wanted to travel to New York without time traveling, I would have had to take into account the time zone change and put 9 p.m., which meant Taylor Swift has dinner really late. I mean, that can't be good for her digestive system. For a brief moment, I felt bad for assuming that girl on Facebook was a liar, but I quickly got past that and focused on the most pressing matter at hand. What was I gonna wear when I met up with that girl at the Fallows tonight? I mean, I can't see her again wearing the same schlubby clothes. I gotta wear something nice. After that, I decided I would teleport home and put on better clothes. I focused on the fact that I now had a time machine and not only could I go anywhere in the world, but I could go at any time. But then I decided all oh, that can wait, but my date can't. So I put in the time and date and tudes into my time machine to take me back to change. But instead of asking me to confirm, an error message came up. It was weird. I mean, a lot of things have been weird lately, but this was also weird on top of that. Why was I getting an error? And that's when I realized the first limitation of my time traveling device. 
I couldn't go into the future. Or at least I couldn't at the moment, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. You see, the problem was that I put in the current New York time, which was 9 p.m. So if the time machine had sent me back to the West Coast at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, it would actually be jumping me three hours into the future, and apparently this lousy time machine is incapable of letting me go a measly three hours ahead in the future. What a piece of shit! So instead, I put 6 p.m. into the watch, and I confirm, because why wouldn't I? And then suddenly, I'm back home. So I put iCarly on while I search through my closet because I like having the TV on while I do other things at home. But then I get wrapped up in that episode and I just wind up watching it. And then the next episode was even better. And the next thing I knew, I had binged all night and missed my date. At first I thought, well, I probably would have been rejected by her anyway. And my second thought was, wait, I have a time machine, so I'll never miss a date ever again. So I get dressed in my best clothes and I enter the proper time of my time machine so that I wind up right on time and it asked me to confirm. And what did I do? Well, I didn't do anything because I realized I had to pee first and I didn't want to travel with a full bladder and then have to use the restroom there. So I thought it was best for me to use my bathroom first before I go time traveling. So I relieved myself and then I confirmed. And I was instantaneously at the fallows. Fellows was one of those nightclubs in Manhattan where they jack up the prices on their beverages and the only way you can afford to buy a drink is to first get a loan from a bank. I mean, price gouging like that should be illegal. I'm not saying all alcohol should be illegal or anything because I saw firsthand in Chicago in the 1920s what making alcohol illegal did to society and it isn't good. So anyway, I'm at the club and the place is just super dark and I realize I can barely see anyone's faces. And then I thought back, and I realized I barely even remembered what this girl looked like because I kept glancing at her cleavage. Hey, you would be looking too if you had been in a sex drought for more than five years. So there I was in the club, looking for a girl by searching for her cleavage. I saw some boobs that looked a little familiar, so I smile at a woman who may or may not have been the girl I met at Central Park, and I say, Hey there, nice to see you again. And the girl looks at me like I'm some sort of creep and then walks away. So I walk to the bar and I contemplate spending a bunch of money on a drink that's not nearly worth it when someone shouts my name and I look over and there's the girl I had met in the park. So she and I get to talking and I'm just killing it. I mean, I'm just being super impressive. So then she says she wants to dance and I say, let's dance. So we head to the dance floor and we're dancing. But the problem is I'm really not that good of a dancer. I mean, I'm pretty bad. And I can tell she's starting to get turned off by my moves and she's getting a bit of that ick. My first thought was, damn, now I'll never get to find out what those boobs look like. But my second thought was, wait, I have a time machine. I can just go back and do it all over again. So I go to my watch and I rewind 30 minutes to before I started dancing badly, put in the tudes and confirmed and suddenly, I was at the Fallows 30 minutes earlier. So I head through the nightclub searching for the girl with the cleavage. When I spot her on the dance floor dancing with some guy and I'm thinking, well, that sucks, but then I see the guy dancing really badly and I get all indignant like, that girl doesn't like me because I'm bad at dancing, but then here she is dancing with this fool? But then I see the fool and I realize it's me from 30 minutes ago. And that's when I feel really stupid. I had assumed when I traveled back in time that I would just naturally take over my body at that time. But really what happened was that there were multiple versions of me at the club. And it was a good lesson for me because it was at that moment in time when I realized that if I ever, ever screwed something up, I'd never be able to go back and fix it because there's always going to be a version of me there screwing it up. So even though I could travel through time, 
whatever I did in my travels would be permanent. My time traveling had repercussions. So if I went back in time and adversely altered the course of human history, it would stay altered forever. And you know what that meant? It meant I had lost the chance at sleeping with my Central Park girl forever. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and rate the podcast to help me get more of the positive attention I so sorely need. Follow the show on Instagram at Time Traveler's Guide Podcast and me at Anonymous Time Traveler 69. New episodes out Thursday nights at 8.